Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Crime Investigation Podcast. My name is Martin Hines and this is a very special edition of the show. Today, we are talking to Sheriff Jamie Noel. Yes, he from the jail, 60 Days In, the man who runs the place, is talking to us on the podcast. But before we start, I just want to quickly say thank you to everybody on Twitter, at CI, and everybody on Facebook, at CI UK, for all your posts regarding the jail so far. We're a few episodes in, and it's only going to get better. Okay, enough suspense. Sheriff Jamie Noel joins us now on the Crime Investigation Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's start by talking about the success of the jail, especially over here in the UK. As an American, how strange is it for you that people over here are watching it and corresponding with you every single week? Well, I think it's no different than what it is here in the United States. I think people have always kind of know what it, wanted to know what it was like in jail, um, whether it be in the United States or how much different the United States is than the UK or wherever else. And I think it's it's fascinating to some people that are getting to really honestly experience jail in the United States firsthanded without actually having to be there. They're actually experiencing through the eyes of these undercover participants that anyone that's arrested in America that goes to into a county jail that's going to know exactly what they go through. Yeah, absolutely. Sheriff, for people who haven't watched the show or perhaps haven't watched it for a little while, can you just explain the rationale behind it, how it was created and your involvement in it? So when I took over just a few months before we started filming 60 Days In, in the Clark County Jail, it's a county jail that our current inmate population is around 540 inmates. And we house everything from a simple traffic offense where someone can't afford to make their bail all the way up to murderers, robbers, rapists, and everything in between. Um, now, granted, they're not all in the same section of the jail because it's a pretty big facility. And um, the facility was in really tough shape. It went under the previous sheriff was federally indicted by the FBI. And the jail was pretty much running itself. Although I'm not happy with a lot of inmate behavior that you see during season one and season two of the jail, um, it was a lot worse before I started taking the measures, the corrective measures to get control of the facility just a few months short of when we started actually filming. Jordan Crilly, one of our Twitter followers, is really interested to know about the correctional officers in your facility. Now, if they perform badly or they do kind of dodgy things inside the jail, does that reflect badly on you? Well, I knew going into this that I had to take the good 
and the bad. And like I said, there's a lot of um, bad inmate behavior and a lot of bad corrections officers' behavior. And unfortunately, I had to terminate, and several corrections officers also resigned uh, their position. So, but what you're seeing is a true depiction of a typical American jail that's underfunded and understaffed, and then the measures that were taken to try to control that. So I knew that it it's not, wasn't going to shine me in the best light as being the sheriff and the facility, but I hope viewers understand that I was just a few short months into becoming the county sheriff. I came from a state police agency, so I came from outside. And um, so absolutely it was – I knew – but I wanted to make sure that I left the Clark County Jail and the sheriff's office in better shape than what I found it in. And if that risked that me, people thinking that, hey, this guy's not running a facility the way it needs to, then it was well worth the risk. Series 1 proved to be a huge commercial success, but did it give you enough insight inside the jail to make it worthwhile? It did. It gave me a good start. And I hope, um, although the, the viewers are seeing Series 1, Phase 1, Season 1, and 2 several months apart, we only actually had 10 days here at the facility because of the secrecy of the program, and we couldn't risk any of the actual corrections officers finding out or exposing the undercover participant safety because of that uh, secrecy of the program, we had a very short time window. So within 10 days of us taking the last undercover participant out from phase one, we were already in certain phase two participants. So we did learn some, but most of our major changes in the facility actually occur um, as we watch the program and as we're taking notes because I don't have any editing rights. So I see it a lot of time just shortly before people sitting at home see it. So it is difficult, but it's a, it's been a good change in progress. Speaking about difficult, how hard was it to choose the participants to go into both Series 1 and Series 2? At Scream Carol wants to know in particular, why did you choose people who were maybe a little bit more clean-cut looking rather than your more typical rough-and-ready prisoner types? Yeah, really because we were selling this to the inmates and the staff that we were filming a show about first-timers. And most of these undercover participants that we picked looked like someone that was arrested for the first time and put into, into the Clark County Jail. So basically that was to maintain the secrecy of the program. But every one of these undercover participants, they all stood out from everyone else that had applied or that had an interest in doing the program because they had a passion, you know, so all seven undercover participants in season one and all eight in season two, they stood out from everybody else because whether their passion of wanting to go into corrections or law enforcement, or they had family members that had been arrested and incarcerated and they wanted to see what they were going through, they stood way above everyone else that just wanted to quote unquote apply just to be on TV. We now have to talk about one man in particular. I think you know who I'm going to talk about, even though we're in series two now, there was definitely a star of Series 1, although perhaps not for the right reasons. I'm, of course, talking about Robert. Now, why was he chosen? What was the background, and how do you feel he ultimately did during his time in Clark County? Well, Robert, interesting enough, was the only teacher um, that originally applied for Season 1. So, and everyone in the United States, and I'm sure the same in, in the UK, remembers their best and their worst teacher. So, Robert, it was a combination of him being a teacher and a combination of a lot of people think that, hey, jail's a joke, I could do that, it's no big deal. I thought Robert represented that also. 
um, Robert's a very interesting person. I will tell you this much. One of the few times that I was in the control room, uh, when Robert first went in the facility and walked in there into the pod and asked if they had the NFL channel, I literally felt like I was going to vomit. I was nauseated. Um, I was thinking in the back of my mind, this guy's going to mess this whole entire program up before it actually gets started. And uh, it was, but Robert's an interesting person. Uh, believe it or not, even though he was nerve wracking, like I'm sure he was to the viewers, he did give me some good feedback. And interesting enough, it was feedback of how much water consumption that we use in the Clark County Jail. And that terminates not just how much water we use, which is in, you know, I'm trying to save money on my budget for good things, but then also it raises our sewer rate. So Robert did give me some good feedback, but Robert was a very interesting person to say the least. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's really interesting that you mentioned how Robert changed things because New Cromo, who's a massive fan of the jail, she tweets along every single Wednesday. She wants to know... With what you learned so far in the jail in terms of Series 1, was anything implemented between the first and second series? Yeah, we did. We did some raids. Some information that we got were some undercover shanks and weapons and a plan that one inmate had had where they started their early uh, planning of a jail takeover. We did some cert maneuvers for that. We also identified that we had inmates that were being denied access to restrooms because of the layout of our facility, we had more than enough bathrooms, but inmates were using control over. It was an interesting, we started out originally, it was a temporary sign uh, that was placed up identifying what bathrooms that you see the inmates out in the day room area that are in the bunk area out in the common area were supposed to use. And to, of no surprise, within two minutes, the inmates probably tore those signs down. So now we have permanent signs up that identify clearly, and I know it sounds simple, but imagine being an inmate and having to use the bathroom, and the only way you're going to be allowed to use the bathroom is by fighting your way in, doing a favor, maybe getting lucky out of the kindness of their heart to let you in, or you have to trade commissary. So what basically that I started learning between season one and season two is anything that we were missing from a jail standpoint or a staff or facility standpoint the inmates picked up on that they're very intelligent they pick up on uh, that stuff and they were using that to exert control over other inmates or on their own path to become pod boss in that section you mentioned pod bosses there and someone who became almost a de facto pod boss was barbara and it's really intriguing for her in particular because she started out very meek almost mild she admitted she didn't really have female friends and yet, as her time in Clark County progressed, as the 60 days ticked down, she became a ruler. Her pod became Barbara's pod. Do you think she maybe encapsulates the true essence of jail, that someone can start off as one person and end up as someone else? Yeah, and so Barbara is a typical stay-at-home mom here in Clark County, Indiana. She fit that mold very well. She blended in well. 
But I think you see what happened to Barbara is what happens to any person in America that gets arrested that first time. They can't afford to make bail. They made a dumb mistake, but a mistake nonetheless. And it shows you that even in my concern and what I learned through this whole program is the effects of jail of how it changes people, um, especially when they're charged that first time they can't get out of jail or it's a felony where it could affect their job down the road. That's a tipping point for a lot of people. And you see the transformation of how Barbara had to adapt to survive in jail and comes out a changed person, totally different. Some would argue that it's good that she stood up for herself, but you see, you saw the true uh, morphation of, of Barbara adapting to survive in jail, not because I think she had in her mind that she wanted to be a leader. She was trying to survive in that environment. Well, now eight new volunteers are trying to survive in Series 2 of the jail. It's just started on crime investigation. A lot of new interesting faces, a lot of people with some different backstories, some different purposes to try and survive inside the jail. From your perspective, who should we be looking out for in this series? Um, Quentin is a very quiet person, very observant. Ryan is very intelligent. Uh, Dion, where he's studying criminology, he's actually got his master in criminology now. Um, he, it's interesting to watch Dion. But I think you'll see from the series, the cast of season two, the people that we pick to be undercover inmate participants are a whole lot more in depth and more. I try to learn more. I kind of got the understanding of, of how hard it is to sneak people into jail and going through the whole procedure. And I think the I think when you watch the show, I hope you know that we. I think we picked a a more observant uh, participant group for season two. From your own perspective, how has life changed for you since the jail started? Like, are you getting recognized around your town? What's been happening? Yeah, that's something that I'm not used to. I'm generally a pretty, believe it or not, a quiet and reserved person. Um, about any time I go to a restaurant or I'm in an airport, if I'm traveling, um, I'll have people that will walk up and want to talk which and, and get their picture taken with me. I'm not used to that. It, uh, I'm more of a worker and a doer than than trying to be out in the limelight, believe it or not. And uh, so it's been interesting. But I think one good thing that I'm glad it is able enabled me to do is to explain to people my jail is a true depiction of the criminal justice and correction system in the United States and that you're seeing firsthanded on bias of what a county jail, typical in America, that's underfunded and understaffed. We're 36 corrections officers short, and you have part of society that thinks, hey, people did the crime, let them pay their time, who cares what happens to them. And, and I, when I started out in law enforcement, that was kind of my thoughts. But I've evolved into now after studying corrections and becoming the county sheriff responsible for the jail that we've got to do something to help these people get back on the right path and they're in jail. Or if not, we're just going to keep building bigger jails, and that's not – to solve it so it's gave me the opportunity to talk to people about corrections to get out outside of my uh, comfort zone uh, to talk to people but it's all been very positive Um, a lot of comments like I can't believe that you're gutsy enough to do this that was pretty bold you know you know something would have happened to those undercover participants your whole career would have been over and like I said it's it's been a fun ride it's been very enlightening I've been blessed uh, that the network allowed us to let the public see what it's like for someone to go through this process. And I'm forever indebted to the undercover participants, all 15 of them, 
that you know risked everything to help us improve the facility and open up an honest and serious discussion about corrections. You mentioned your staff in that answer, and there's one staff member in particular who everybody loves when they watch the jail on Wednesday nights, and that is Captain Scotty Maples. Tell us the story of you and Captain Scotty Maples. How did you become friends, and what's your relationship like? So when I was on the state police here in Indiana, I was the night shift sergeant, and Scotty, Captain Maples, was an officer back then, and he worked the night shift at the sheriff's office. So regardless of the color of uniform and you work in a patrol area, you know, we're so shorthanded, you become very good friends because you see other officers on call. So I've known Scotty uh, for a long time. When I got elected as sheriff, it was someone that I trusted. Um, I had a professional relationship and a friendship also with. Um, but he also understood and embraced the public information officer's role, exactly what we were able to accomplish um, through this, of uh, creating public awareness in a positive way to open up a serious discussion in law enforcement and corrections both. And uh, he's done a super job through this program, and it's not been easy. Final question for you today, Sheriff. Thank you so much for your time. The filming is finished, and Clark County still stands. So are you glad that you began this journey? Have the positives outweighed the negatives? Yeah, it's, it's the, the goods far outweighed the bad. Um, unfortunately, it's no fun being a sheriff when you're the boss that you have to terminate people. Um, or people resign before you terminate them because they know they weren't doing their job correctly. A lot of good came out of it training-wise uh, and to, to improve the facility. I would do it again and all over with. It's been great. It's allowed us to get things for our facility. We've added a body scanner now. Uh, we, don't, we have a very limited budget, but we're able to raise donations because of this awareness of the show to get that body scanner to help keep those street-level drugs and weapons out of the jail. Um, we were able to do a lot of things that we would not have been able to do had we not done this program or had the limelight shined on how underfunded uh, we are. We were able to look at things from a procedural standpoint of what we needed to do to improve, but it also gave us a, a glimpse of everyone to see what inmates act like when they're in jail and what can we do to start interacting with inmates where we can cut that recidivism rate down, where people stop getting arrested, rearrested, and coming back to jail. I don't think we would have ever got that any other way because understand that when you're interviewing a corrections officer, their bias is towards corrections officers, and, and rightfully so. They're proud of the job they do. When you, undercover, when you interview just an inmate, they don't want to be viewed as a snitch. They're going to give you an inmate perspective. But this undercover participant, that these 15 that we placed in the Clark County Jail, they gave us a perspective that's never been seen before. And it's just been amazing. It certainly has been. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Well, that concludes this edition of the Crime Investigation Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you feel a lot more excited about the jail if that was even possible, Wednesday nights, 10pm, that is the jail night. Get involved, we're giving away goodie bags, we're doing all sorts of cool stuff. But most of all, we love your interactions, we love talking to you and corresponding, so keep the tweets and the Facebook posts coming. So get involved, we are on Twitter, at CI, or search on Facebook, CIUK, and join the conversation. But for now, the Crime Investigation Podcast is over. Until next time, stay curious. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.